Hello, everyone, and welcome to Call Your Hits, a Stormriders Airsoft podcast. Thanks for joining us, everyone. Today, Pat and I are going to take a crack at answering some more of the questions that were submitted by you, either through YouTube, Discord, or by email. So without further ado, let's jump right in with the first one. What is this email you speak of? <laughs> so this first question, uh, hey, Pat and Phil, my field has recently started getting more renters, but I don't think they do a very good job at explaining the safety rules because I frequently see players blind firing their guns and even taking their iPro off outside of the safe zone. What should I do about it? Um, I'm going to assume just before we dive into it that you you mean this is primarily renters that are doing this, um, but I expect that especially like blind firing that could happen to a lot of different people. But let's just assume like it's the it's the renters. I think um, first off, have you addressed that with any of the refs? Would be my first question, right? Yeah, the refs are definitely the first people you should talk to there. Um, I mean. Bluntly, they're being paid to enforce the rules, and probably they're answerable to someone who has an insurance company caring about what they do on the field. So they're both the folks who should be dealing with the problem mm-hmm. and the folks with the mandate to do so and the encouragement to do so. Yeah. <laughs> right? Unless you're not playing on a pay field, I guess. Yeah, and I would add to that too, like they may also not recognize that there's an issue with their safety briefing if nobody is reporting that to them, right? If nobody is saying, oh, um, we saw this person blind firing or that person blind firing or taking off their iPro. If they're not observing it or it's not being reported to them, it's kind of going to be hard for them to know that there's an issue. Obviously, if you don't know there's an issue, you can't really deal with it. And there are tons of ways to go about telling them, hey, you know, like, you guys need to work on this aspect of things without it being a, like, you jerks, blah, 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 kind of Absolutely. Thing, right? like, yeah. And we've talked about that in the past. I think it's not constructive to just go in guns blazing, um, figuratively speaking, of course. Um, or literally. <laughs> or literally. But yeah, it's, it's not a good idea to just, you know, go in f- uh, full send and try and get them to uh, basically just shake everything up. But you can certainly point out in, an, in a sort of a low-key way, hey, you know, this is a recurring problem. I think there's also space here for explanation, depending on your community, explanation at the time. I know for in our community, our safety brief is done by the ref at the start of the day. And frequently, they'll take pauses to ask if there's any questions or if other players want to add something. And that's a really good opportunity for you to add a little bit around something you might have think was glossed over right? That could be important. So blind firing is a really good example of that because you can say to people, hey, don't blind fire. Don't, you know, some people call it ghosting or RPGing where you put the gun or like over your shoulder or all this kind of stuff. But if you don't necessarily understand why that's a problem or what problems can occur from it, well, then, you know, it's easy. It's much easier to to break the rules. So in this particular case where that, that this person is referencing around blind firing, do you actually explain to people, hey, blind firing is dangerous because when your barrel, when you're not directly behind the barrel, you might not know what your barrel is actually up against. And it could be another player and you're putting BBs into them while the barrel, the muzzle is in contact with their skin, which is no no bueno, right? You don't want that. And, and most people are going to look at that, I think, explanation and go, oh, God. Yeah. Because right? most people are going to think about it in the context of, man, I don't, I don't want that, you know, pointing around the corner in my mouth. Like. Yeah or my ear, or anywhere, right? You don't know, which is the whole point of no blind firing is you don't know, right? So 
you might say, oh, but I can see because I'm just like, no, like that's you, you don't necessarily you can't know for sure. Like, yeah, sure. There might be one situation where, yeah, it's OK. And because you, you can. But it, overall, as a rule, if your field has a no blind fire rule, which in my opinion, it definitely should. Um, then you need to understand why that rule exists. And if the field's not doing a really good job at explaining to especially new players or renters why this rule is in place, well, you can certainly jump in and say, hey, you know, just to, to you know, reinforce it, here's why this rule is in place. It's easy to understand why the iPro rule is in place. However, people still don't always wear their iPro at all times. That I mean, that one that's is, just, yeah. That's just mind-bogglingly stupid to me. Like, yeah. people going, oh, you know, like, I'm blind firing, but I know where I'm shooting. It's like, oh, you're a wizard then, are you? Like, cool. Mm -hmm. But people do silly stuff, right? But walking into the airsoft field and then pulling off your iPro during a game is like, do you hate seeing? Yeah. Yeah, you see people, like, they'll they'll take their goggles off or they'll take their mask off or whatever for just a minute uh, to clean out the fog or something like that, which does happen and it's a real pain. Um, and they'll do the safety squint, right? They'll squint their eyes because somehow by doing that, it'll prevent them from potentially losing an eye if they take a direct hit to the face. Like, right? Oh, man, like my us, eyelids are yeah. absolutely BB-proof. I don't know about you. Yeah, yeah, they're made of Kevlar, right? That's uh, yeah, I, I paid extra. It came with the LASIK. Yeah, but but you know, again, you're you're talking about a, a situation where people don't understand the impact of their action, right? Um, if you break this rule, right? If you take if you break the rule of wearing iPro at all times when you're on the field, not in the safe zone, do you understand the impact that may happen if you get shot in the face? And some people, and I've seen, we talked about this in the past. I've seen this in videos where guys are like, oh, I don't care about that. I don't, I don't care about that. It's like, you have to, you have to care about this. I am sorry. Like, first and foremost, I don't believe you. Yeah. You can be like, oh, I don't care about that. Bullshit. Yeah. All right. You will absolutely start to care about it instantly as soon as someone shoots you in the eye and you can no longer see out of it and you're in horrible, horrible pain. Mm -hmm. Right. Like, you know, you can go, oh, I don't care. You're still going to sue me if I shoot you in the eye during a game of Airsoft, even if it is completely your fault because you took your goggles off. Yeah. Right? You're going to sue me. You're going to sue the field. You're going to sue everybody. So why pretend otherwise? Yeah. Why pretend you're a hard ass? Like, I'm sorry, getting shot in the eye? Yeah, no. <laughs> yeah, totally. And I, I, mean, I don't care how hard you think you are. <laughs> yeah, and I would suspect that in, in this particular person's case who's asking the question, the renters... it. Are, are not act are not doing that they're not the ones going like oh i don't care about my eye pro they just don't understand the impact of taking off that eye pro that really what the, what that could cause for them right it's just a second or whatever i can't see so i gotta wipe it off or whatever but you don't understand the bigger picture that goes behind that and there's a really believable world where like you know even if the refs are doing a decent job explaining it um the renter wasn't paying attention yeah totally or, um didn't grasp the seriousness of it, right? Um, and it's also pretty normal for refs to reach a point where they're like, well, everyone who's here is someone who plays regularly, so like maybe I don't have to go into as much detail with the safety briefing. And I don't think that's, strictly speaking, a good habit to get into, but it's a very human and very understandable one. Absolutely, especially if your community like is smaller, like ours, right? It's like 18 players who up to a game, and you know every one of them by your their first name because you've played with them 10, 12 times. Yeah, like it, you can be tempted to just say, well, we're not going to, we're just going to gloss over guys, you know, the rules don't be an idiot. And that's pretty much it. But sometimes it's always worth reinforcing it, especially 
if there's situations where there are issues with people following the rules. And I think this can be particularly sticky in situations where there are rules that people don't necessarily agree with, or as we've talked about in the past, don't match their definition of fun in airsoft. And a good example of this is sound grenades, right? Like we do not use sound grenades at our field. They are not allowed. And the reason for that is because we want to protect everybody's hearing. Now, some people might say, well, sound grenades actually don't, there's no risk to your hearing with sound grenades. I personally, based on what I've read, would beg to differ. However, um, the reality at our field is the vast majority of players do not wear hearing protection. Right? They wear eye protection, but they don't wear hearing protection. We have a lot of renters, we have a lot of kids, and there's really no reason to expose them from our perspective, to expose them to that level of risk. So if you understand why the rule is in place, you may not agree with it, but at the end of the day, you can understand why it's in place and it makes it easier for you to abide by it. If you've been told, hey, we're doing this to keep players safe, you breaking that rule means you don't care about people's safety. That's most people who we play with, uh, and I would say most people who play airsoft are not in the business of trying to uh, actually injure people, right? They want to keep everybody safe. So even if you don't agree with it, you'll go along with it because hey, it's a safety rule. If you're the kind of player who's inclined to risk other people's safety, go away anyway. Yeah, totally. You know, yeah, we've um, said that before. <laughs> like, I'm I'm not gonna pull punches on that one um, now any more than I have in the past. And if you're looking at the whole situation going, well, you know, I really want to use sound grenades, uh, there's always private games, right? Yeah, totally. Um, you know, the if we rent out a section of the field or the field for a couple hours to play a private game and my teammates and I want to go, well, we're going to go, you know, a little more milsim. Cool. If we want to go, you know, like one of the things we've referenced before is, you know, there's a, a rule at the field we play at where the um, urban area called the village uh, is, you know, no full auto. If we want to say, eh, we're, we're paying, it's a private game. We can use full auto. Sure. Cool. No problem. Um, I'm sure if we were paying and we were running a game and the, told the refs, Hey, we're going to use sound grenades. The refs would go, mm-hmm, okay, sure. Like not yeah. a big deal. Or we could come to some sort of arrangement, right? Like, yeah, totally. But if you're showing up for, you know, the, the general public skirmish, abide by the rules that are mm-hmm. set for it. And those rules are, by definition, going to be rules that accommodate the needs of the players with the least gear, i.e. new players and renters, and they should. Yeah, absolutely agree. So to to come back to the actual answer to your questions, what should you do about uh, people who aren't following the rules, um, especially if it's, you know, beginners who, like you were saying... I might not understand them. I think number one, talk to the refs, make sure that you understand that there is an issue that we need to spend a little bit more time clarifying the rules for the beginners. And number two, whenever possible, um, try and make sure that they understand the impact of breaking the rules, why the rule exists and what can happen if they don't follow it, because that will help un- them understand why they actually you know, need to follow the rules. Yeah. Um, realistically, just to, to end off on this bit, I really think most people, if they understand that this rule is for their protection and yours, mm-hmm. are going to go, oh, my bad. Yeah, totally. All right, next question. Um, this is a bit shorter and to the point. Having a picture of you in your Airsoft gear as your profile picture on Facebook, cringe or not cringe? That one's really funny because you say it's short and to the point. You know, I mean, it's not cringe. 
uh, at least in my view. Well, I mean, it depends on what the picture looks like, right? Like, okay, if it's that's... a really crappy picture, <laughs> if you're making yourself out to be like some sort of, um, just like I don't know, just just misrepresenting yourself big time, uh, then yeah, it can certainly be very cringe. Yes, don't don't try too hard to look operator kids uh, yeah. smile and look like you're having fun it's a hobby yeah and i think um this this is an interesting question because yeah like yeah it, it can certainly be cringe i look back on some of my facebook profile pictures which, you know from when i was starting to play airsoft um and when Air, facebook was just beginning and i'm like Ugh, that was not that's not a great picture i probably shouldn't use that or, or what have you but i think more importantly especially nowadays the question is, should be more like, how do you present yourself on social media and how is Airsoft a facet of that? I think is, uh, that's where you can see the, the, the cringe or the not cringe and wh- whether or not there's going to be some sort of uh, impact to you as a person. Right. Cause I think for me, the first thing I think of, especially now that I'm sort of in, you know, um, you know, my near nearing my midlife, let's call it. Um, and having had a career and, you know, in, um, working in, you know, different large corporations, I know for a fact that when we look for candidates to hire for a job, we trawl social media, which is to say, if you apply for a job, you sh- we are going to look at your Facebook profile. We are going to look at your Instagram profile. We're going to go and try and find as much information about you uh, if we're seriously considering you for a role. And, and that in- is true of uh, the teaching profession as well. I'd say it's true of a lot of professions. If you want to be a police officer or if you want to be... I've been asked about yourself in interviews. Yeah. Right? You know, fortunately, I have two degrees in bullshitting, uh, the teaching one and the English and history one. Right. So uh, I can explain whatever you like to you. (laughs) Yeah. So I think that's an important facet, right? Like, um, if we forget about Airsoft for a second, if you fill up your... um, your Instagram profile or your Facebook profile with pictures of you drinking and partying and like, I don't know, like smoking marijuana, which is legal in Canada. So, you know, get off my case. Um, (laughs) Is that really how you want to present yourself? And if an employer sees that is the first thing they're going to think when they see that as a first impression, because that's really what it is. Oh, this is a, you know, mature, responsible individual. And the answer, whether that's fair or not, based on who you are as a person is likely going to be no. Because even if, even if you only drink, you know, once a month, right, or party and drink and hang out with your friends like that once a month, if that's what's on social media, that's what people see. Yeah, for sure. So coming back to Airsoft in particular, not just, uh, it's not just about sort of, you know, you see this sometimes where people like hold Airsoft guns and they're like holding holding dollar bills in one hand and they're wearing like a do-rag and, you know, they've got their Glock for like pretending they're like a, some sort of like criminal hip hop rapper or something this like might that. Be a it's poor like, idea. right? Like that's not, that's not great. But even, even just sort of in your, let's call it your regular kit, uh, in your, you know, BDU, et cetera, people might look at your profile and go, oh, this person's a member of the military when that is not the case. Is that what you want people to assume about you when they look at your profile? And is that right. a conversation you're prepared to have, right? Because if you're, if that's what you're putting out there, then at some point you're going to have to explain to someone that no, you're not in the military and why you've chosen a Facebook profile picture that to people who aren't into airsoft, to air quotes, the uneducated about this particular subject, you have chosen to portray yourself that way, right? Why are you trying to convince people that you're in the forces is really a question you're going to have to potentially answer. Absolutely. And then there's also the whole uh, question around just the fact that uh, airsoft guns look like firearms. And so then 
people will ask you, oh, are you into guns? Like, do you enjoy shooting? Are you a member of, you know, uh, shooting associations in your area? Do you support firearms rights? All these questions. And like, you know, no judgment at all on anybody who, who holds those beliefs or not, but you need to be prepared to have those conversations if that's the way you're going to present yourself. So again, like Pat was just saying, are you prepared to answer those questions? Are you interested in answering those questions? And are you okay with the fact that there are going to be people out there who are going to look at your Facebook profile, your Instagram profile, and make assumptions about you as a person based on the pictures you have there? Because that's really what everyone is going to do, whether it's, you know, your even like your dating profile or something like that, if, if that's what you're into, do people are going to make assumptions about you based on what you put there. Yeah, my dating profile is uh, starkly lacking in success, but also in pictures of me and my airsoft gear. I mean, in fairness, given my current rate of uh, success, maybe I'll try it. Who knows? Yeah. So to come back to the question, like, is it cringe or is it not cringe? I mean, firstly, it really depends on what you're trying to do with it, right? So, um, for example, you Don't know, define cringe for me. <laughs> well, yeah, and there, there's that. And then the other, the other thing, and when I, when I say like what you're trying to do with it, there's this other aspect, which is that for certain people, uh, and myself included, Airsoft on social media can also be a profession, which is to say that that's the way that you professionally represent yourself because people know my name my name's on the internet if you search my name you will find whatever you're going to find out there and part of that is going to be a stormrider's presence right yep. and that's oh, that's what that's the decision that I've made for myself and I try and segregate the two which is to say that my personal stuff is my personal stuff and doesn't really have a whole lot to do with airsoft although it does cross pollinate because airsoft is a huge part of who I am as a person and then we've got the other side of things, the other side of the house, let's call it. That is really the airsoft stuff, where it's less about me as an individual and more about me in my role as a content creator for our for our channel and the, the stuff that we make, right? Yeah, and, you know, there's interesting overlap. Like, I'm uh, I'm wearing one of our, uh, our podcast t-shirts right now, um, not out of any organized effort on my part, just coincidentally. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, I wore one to... Uh, to historical fencing uh, a couple of weeks ago and one of my friends was like are you wearing a shirt with your face on it and i was like yeah it, it's entertaining she's like it kind of is actually but now i'm gonna stab you twice in the face <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah um so i mean it's just worth yeah it's it's worth considering right so if you're going to be posting stuff uh, that is airsoft related with, you know, your, fa- and, to, you know, there's lots of people out there who post pictures of themselves in their airsoft kit, but they like black out their face or they like blur it out so you can't see that they, that it's them or whatever. And some people are like, oh, why are you doing that? That's, that's, you know, that's so cringe for, of you to blur out your face. You're not a real operator. You're not a real Navy SEAL. But like, I can totally understand people who would not want to associate themselves with airsoft in that way publicly because they're not prepared to have the conversations that arise out of uh, being associated with this hobby. Yeah, there is, in essence, risk there. Um, you know, and no, not necessarily what I would think of as huge risk, but risk. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and I think really the the key for me is that the thing I would find cringe is telling people whether or not they should put their faces and stuff, right? Like, it's an individual decision. Try to make it sensibly. Try to make it with an awareness that anything you put on the internet will be there forever. Um but certainly, you know, it's not our place or anyone else's to be going, well, you shouldn't do that. Do what yeah. you think is sensible. Yeah. And what, in point of fact, to, to just uh, carry on with Pat was with, with his thought, what you absolutely should do is spend some time considering 
what the impact of that action is going to be again, right? Are you prepared to have the conversations that are going to arise out of that? And are you also prepared for the fact that by doing so, you may shut certain doors? Uh, I remember a conversation I had in the very early days uh, of Facebook. This was like 2007, 2008, um, where someone who I was friends with on Facebook said, listen, I really don't like guns. And I see guns in your profile picture all the time. And I would really appreciate if you change your profile picture. Otherwise, I'm just going to remove you as a friend because I don't want to look at a gun all the time. Which is kind of like, dude, what? Uh, but at the same time, some people really don't like guns, right? And whether or not they are airsoft guns or real guns, to them, makes no difference. And that makes certain people uncomfortable. And by virtue of the fact that at the time, this was really important to me. My answer to this individual was like, I'm not doing that. So you can just remove me. Right? Yep. And, you know, I I feel like the request there is very odd. I um, agree. A hundred percent. And I mean, but yeah. I, like I said, I've had to have that conversation with people I work with, um, with um, people potentially in you know, thinking about employing me as a teacher, uh, certainly with coworkers who have been like, hey, I'm going to add you on Facebook. And I'm like, all right, cool, you know, why not? And then they add me on Facebook and go through my pictures. And I'm like, there are a lot of pictures of you with camo and guns here. Uh, can't say I expected that. You know, what do you do with those? And I don't mind explaining, but, you know, it's definitely a thing that some people would find awkward and uncomfortable. I'm just excessively gregarious. <laughs> yeah. No, for sure. But it's a good question. And um, I, I, I really don't think there's a straightforward answer. Like we said, it's not up to us to tell us what you should or shouldn't do uh, in terms of actually posting it or whatever, but just spend some time considering whether that's, yeah, that's I, the I, as the grand move. overlord of Airsoft, have decreed that no one shall post these pictures ever again. <laughs> All right. So thanks for that question. Um, there's another one here. Um, hey, guys, random question. But do you have any particular music or song that you listen to to get hyped before a game of Airsoft? And have you ever listened to music while playing? Um, uh, the answer to the first one is definitely yes. <laughs> yeah. And the answer to the second one, in my case, I don't know about you, Pat, um, but is yes and also uh, yes in two different ways. So we've had games, uh, and I kind of want to just just dive into the last part because it's just as entertaining from my, sure. my my standpoint. We ran like a, a an event at Frontline many years ago where uh, during the last mission of the game or whatever, we had music blaring on like loudspeakers uh, throughout the throughout the the village field actually to and get found people out that they pumped. They conveniently up. had a sound system, and we're like. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, like we want to get, we want them to rush. We want them to like get like involved or whatever. And so we pumped some music on the field and uh, that really did get the the blood boiling on both sides. It was Danger Zone uh, and it was a cover of Danger Zone by like Children of Bodom. And like people were just like, like losing their minds, like rushing the field, going crazy, et cetera. And that was super fun and memorable. Highly um, motivated. <laughs> <laughs> I've also listened to in very very early days of Airsoft. I've listened to um, my music in my headphones while I was playing, um, and this was in the really really early days. So this was an iPod. This is how long ago this was. I had music on my iPod, and I had my iPod stuffed in my admin pouch on my carrier, uh, and I had my headphones in. And I was like, I'm just gonna listen to some tunes while I play while I play Airsoft. Terrible idea. Um, it's a it's a terrible idea for a variety of different reasons. It turns out situational awareness is pretty good. <laughs> yeah, not least of which is the fact that 
I can't hear anything. Like, I can hear my music, but if people are trying to sneak around me, I'm not hearing them. And we were playing at Redcliffe exclusively in those days. So he being able to hear people moving around is, like, really important, right? <clears throat> yeah, being um, unable to hear Pat moving through the brush is really not going to help you. Like, I'm not, a, I'm not a stealthy organism, but if you can't hear me, I'll yeah. do okay. <laughs> yeah. So... That's that is is one part. And then the other part is that you can't hear your teammates. You can't hear people shooting their guns. You can't hear anything but the music. And even if you have it sort of really soft, like really low, um, it still really significantly impairs your ability to use your, your sense of hearing, which is super, super important. So personally, is not something that I would recommend. Now, I understand as well that you can get some really fancy headphones now that are like bone induction so that your ears are completely free, but you can hear the music in your head. You can get headphones that have like pass-through functions so you can get noise that still comes through, all this kind of stuff. That's all fine and dandy, but I still feel that that little bit of music can be really distracting and impair and really impair you in a way that is not necessarily going to be beneficial if you're playing cqb speedsoft all the time and you're playing like 30 minute 30 second games um then yeah sure maybe that would work i don't know enough about speedsoft cqb um or speed qb as uh, as i've heard it called <laughs> to, to really make a judgment about it new to me. um but for for our money for the kinds of games we're playing like regular skirmishes and stuff like that it's really not something that I would recommend to do during a game. However, before the game and during perhaps even breaks in the game, oh yeah, right? I, uh, I definitely listen to a lot of power metal on my drive to Airsoft. I mean, I listen to a lot of power metal anyway, but yep. um, yeah, the, the Get Pumped for Airsoft playlist includes a lot of uh, what reviewers have called bombastic heavy metal. <laughs> like what? Give us some examples. This person clearly wants to know, so you might as hey well man, tell them. All about it. Um, bring me some Sabaton, for sure. Okay. Um, they're, you know, like, I mean, it's military-themed heavy, like, power metal. Absolutely yep. great. Um, what else? Uh, definitely, uh, I've been listening to a, uh, a band that's super cheesy but very fun called Grail Knights lately. Um, Phil is laughing at me. I, I got yeah. an eye roll for that one. Well, I mean, it's what it is. Uh, Amon Amarth. Yeah, that's a good right? one. Like, if you want some warlike metal, they are right there for you. Mm-hmm. Um, I think you could probably just go find, like, a entire playlist of metal remixes of the Doom theme, and that will get you in the mood. <laughs> yeah, totally. I'm I'm very similar. I, I like really high-tempo music, um, it just in general, but also to get pumped up. Uh, before before an airsoft game um and uh, as well like probably some thrash metal um mm, bands good. like like holy grail um is uh, is one really good example uh, of thrash metal um three inches of blood is another one oh, Canadian three band. inches of blood is a wicked band yeah. for getting pumped like also a good band for exercising too yeah you cannot go slow while listening to them <laughs> yeah and so those are those are certainly some of the kinds of um tracks that let's do but there's also a bunch of like really cliche ones that i think sort of put put me in the mind one of them is fortunate son by credence mm-hmm. um if fortunate Fair. son starts playing you're like all right yes this is this is where i'm going like it doesn't even have to be like some sort of vietnam reenactment i've never ever done any sort of vietnam reenactment but like credence comes on and it's fortunate son and i'm like all right let's do this yeah i'm yeah, getting ready it, it, it definitely pumped. has that uh Definitely has that vibe going. <laughs> yeah. So 
I, and I mean, for me, I, I just as a person, I find music is one of the ways that I can, can I, I that I can really get hyped. Not everyone yeah, does that. Some people, it's like TVs, TV shows and movies and stuff like that. But yeah, music is a big thing for me. Before we yeah. leave the topic, I also got to give the shout out. There's a lot of good maiden for, uh, for getting hyped up for stuff too. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. And they've got, they've got enough of a catalog to keep you going for uh, quite some time. I mean, it's true. Yeah, no, can't, can't leave maiden out. I'm not allowed. It's against my religion. Yeah, <laughs> um, fair enough. But yeah, no, and uh, I'll, I guess a closing note for this. I think the next time that I uh, I go out to play, if the weather permits, I'm going to talk one of the guys into bringing Bluetooth speakers. And I mean, just like tote Bluetooth speakers around playing the Doom theme the next time I use the H- the LMG. <laughs> yeah, it's worthwhile just having <laughs> Might as well it. Go for um, maximum silly. <laughs> yeah, it's it's good to have that little bit of music too. Sometimes in the safe zone, um, like in between games and stuff. I know um, most people will, you know, might you know, have their cell phone for like, you know, just conversations with people to distract them. But having a bit of music can sometimes go a long way, especially if it's not like super loud and not impeding anybody on the field. For sure. So uh, yeah. But that's a great question. Uh, I was glad that that one submitted because it's always it's always fun to talk about uh, some of people's musical tastes. And that's something you, uh, on the Discord in particular, to plug the Discord, we do have a, a tune sharing Discord. So you can if come you, on and make fun of my taste in metal. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, if you have some, some tunes, we have lots of different kinds of submissions that go in. It's not just metal. Uh, and I know Pat and myself, we both listen to all kinds of music. Not We're not exclusive to uh, to that particular genre, as you would say. But, Absolutely. I'm just sort of leaning into the bit. <laughs> yeah. Uh, for sure and you know getting hyped metal is a great way to do that personally uh, but yeah if you want to share some of your tune suggestions definitely do that because we'll we'll definitely listen to anything whether it's from classical music blues you know heavy metal whatever it doesn't matter but we'll do the whole gamut so um last question that we have here my parents make fun of me for playing airsoft Every time I get ready for a game, they ask me where I'm going to, quote, play soldier today or comment that I'm dressed like G.I. Joe and stuff like that. I know they're just teasing me, but it bothers me and I wish they would just leave me alone about it. Airsoft is great and I really enjoy it, but they just don't get it. I've definitely, definitely gotten those remarks from family and friends. Um, Absolutely. So I was going to say the same thing. After Airsoft, you know, um, you know, hey man, what are you up to? Text during Airsoft, you know, yeah. oh. And just before we dive into this, uh, I am, you know, 36 years old at time of recording. Um, and I still get those comments from my parents when they see like a photo of me that I posted on Instagram or uh, when they ask me, uh, hey, can you come over on Saturday to help me with something? I'm like, I can't. I'm playing airsoft. It's like, oh, yeah, going to war, are you? Uh, or my dad asking me if I got my moose and all this kind of stuff. I, I still get it at, you know, at my age. So I don't know how old this person who submitted this is. I would assume that they're probably on the younger side, um, because once you're a grown adult, you can just tell your parents where to go. Right. But, <laughs> uh, but I think I think it's worthwhile. It's it, it's uh, I've you know, I've been playing air, paintball, actually, since I was like, I don't know, 18 years old, 16 years old. I can't even remember how old I was when I started. And I've I, I've gotten those comments this entire time. Like it has never stopped. Yeah, enact the telling your parents where to go advice at your own risk. <laughs> yeah. Like I have that relationship with my parents now. I would not have done that when I was, you know, 16 living Fair at home warning. or whatever. Yeah. But uh, jokes aside, yeah, I mean, you know, my, uh, my father lovingly refers to it as kabooming um, because it's his sense of humor. Mm-hmm. But part of it, to me is, yeah, it's not a thing that stresses me out, right? Like, you know, almost everyone uh, who is a close friend of mine is sort of a sarcastic or, you know, um, humor inclined kind of human being. And so being made fun of for stuff that I enjoy is sort of part of my bonding with most of my close friends. Yeah. Um, and 
you know, on the one hand, in the in the moment, let it roll off you. On the other hand, maybe take the time to talk to them about why you think it's cool and why you enjoy it. Yeah, absolutely. I can't agree. Can't agree more. Um, I recognize, and in retrospect, um, I, I know my parents were just teasing me about it because they want to tease me about stuff. You know, this, this whole idea of if you like someone, you tease them. Um, obviously, the teasing should not be remorseless and it should not be uh, without heart. But... You, you tease people you like, you poke fun at them, you have a little laugh with them. And that's just part of your natural human interactions for many people. And I'm not saying that that's the case always. And if people push the envelopes, you shouldn't push back. I mean, I know that I tease Pat relentlessly all the time. And there are times where I absolutely cross a line, at which point Pat will turn around and be like, dude, no. And I was like, whoops, sorry, I did not mean to offend. Because I didn't. Right. And I think this is probably the same case I would surmise. I mean, I don't know this individual or their parents, but I would surmise that that is the same dynamic there. They care about you and they're teasing you not to upset you, but just because that's sort of what you do. Right. And if, you know, you are just on the off chance dealing with someone who is like, well, you know, I don't have to apologize when you're when I do overstep. You know, if it's your parents, tread lightly. But if it's just randoms, mm. That's, that's not a positive trait for people to hang out with. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. You know? Like if people are judging you, like seriously judging you for playing Aerosoft, that's that's not something you need to put up with, right? And the best way to, to deal with that is just not associate with individuals who do that to you, right? If they make you feel, if they make you feel bad for doing something you enjoy, um, you probably should not be hanging out with those people. If they're not willing to listen to your point of view when you tell them that, hey, you know what, when you say these things, it really makes me feel crappy. And you go, and if they're not, if their immediate response is not, oh my God, I'm so sorry. Um, or at least in the moment, they, maybe they're indignant and then later on apologize. Then you just need to remove those people, right? From the type of people you hang out good, with. Good friends will definitely life you, but good friends will also listen to you when you go, hey, no, seriously. <laughs> yeah. The other thing that I would say is I don't think, you know, and even today, I don't think my parents understand what I find appealing about Airsoft right? They know that it's a part of my life. They know that it's something I care about. They know that it's something that I've invested probably a little bit too much time into, uh, <laughs> if I'm really being honest. But actually, I have never actually sat down with them and told them, it's like, you know, hey, mom, hey, dad, this is why I like doing this, right? These are the friends that I've made along the way. These are the skills that I've developed. These are the things that I have done that I'm proud of. Um, this is the airsoft gun that I've been working with Pat on for the last 24 months because I'm too stupid to listen to people's advice correctly. Um, probably wouldn't go down that route, but yeah, like I, those I are want you to, cause I want to hear what your mom says, but, um, well, yeah, I, I think it would, I think she would just give me a blank stare. Just like, I don't understand, but, um, my mom's a very, very smart lady, but like if stuff does, if she's not interested in something, then you just don't, don't even bother. But the point is in all of this is to say, I've actually never sat down with them and told them these are the things that are interesting. And I think at this point, the ship has sailed. I don't think there's any need for me to do that anymore. <laughs> They're but already convinced really, you're interested for sure. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And like, I'm not taking this to heart. I'm not taking Airsoft so seriously. And it's not such a serious aspect of my, my personality and my, my, my being as a person that, you know, someone poking fun at me about Airsoft is really going to ruin my day. I'm just like, yeah, okay, whatever, dude. And I've definitely, you know, had conversations with friends where it was like, look, you know, you're you're treading on this particular bit of humor a little too much. Come on, mm -hmm. um, and you know I'm comfortable saying all those people have been like, oh my bad. You know, like enjoy what you enjoy. 
Well, the other thing, you know, I would say is with your parents in particular, so you know, to the person asking this question, I would say if it really does bother you, like if you understand that they're just teasing you, but you really just like it gets under your skin. Um, firstly, I would ask them, do they understand that it bothers you? Because if it if they really understand that it bothers you, likely they will stop. Right. If they really care about you, if they love you as an individual, uh, as their, you know, um, offspring, son or daughter, offspring. Yeah. <laughs> um, they will likely stop because they don't want to hurt your feelings. Right. They don't want to make you feel crappy. And that is true whether you are 14 years old or 12 years old or eight years old or 40 years old. And, you know, we also don't mean when we say, you know, like, oh, like it's not a big enough part of our identity uh, that people making fun of this doesn't sting occasionally because that happens to everyone. Mm -hmm. um, simply that like perspective is definitely worthwhile here. Um, so if someone's, you know, teasing you about, oh, like in yourself or really anything else, take a minute, step away, talk to them when you're not pissed off anymore. <laughs> yeah, totally. It's a recurring piece of advice from us, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, but, but it's, it, but it's true. And I mean, I think to expand on this a, a little bit, I mean, the, the, this person's asking just about their parents, but this can happen with anyone like there's lots of people out there who are real steel shooters who look down on airsoft right who are like oh airsoft is just kids kids sport there's no value there etc and i personally disagree i mean i think that and there's lots of shooters out there who have said there's a lot of really good uh, fundamental dry fire training that you can do in airsoft that is directly applicable to real steel training number one uh, i think about that uh, video uh, with lee q and t-rex arms where he shoots guns for the first time ever um and they're and like you're better at this than we expected wow you're better at this than like 90 percent of people who are showing up at our courses right so so that's that's certainly one aspect so yeah at the end of the day no matter what the source of the disrespect is, you need to either address it directly or just not deal with those people anymore, right? If they're if they're not willing to listen to you. So when it comes to your parents, um, I would just have the conversation with them. If it really bothers you, if you think it'll be worthwhile, if you think they'll listen to you, then have the conversation. And do it in a non-confrontational manner, right? Like take the time to be like, hey, you know, I want to talk to you about this and I am serious about it, but like don't do it when you're angry. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, and there's a lot of good in Airsoft, right? There's a lot of things that you can tell them. And once people start to see that you're passionate about something and you're uh, you're getting a lot of joy and happiness out of something, then that's the things that you can you can and should focus on. For sure. Um, and I think there's also honestly some validity to admitting that there are silly aspects of this hobby, right? Like I am dressing up in camo that I paid too much money for to go shoot Phil with a toy gun. And yeah. Having some humor about the reality of that situation is probably also not going to hurt you, um, just in the the reality check sort of sense, right? Like, you know, yes, it's a sport and you can take it seriously and you can put a lot of time and work into playing it well and doing it well. And, you know, I, I've put a lot of hours into working on guns and getting them working super well. But at the end of the day, this is a thing we do for fun. And as with most hobbies, there's a little bit of silliness to it, right? Like, you know, if you are a car guy and you spend, you know, 10,000 hours building your, your dream car and driving it around. A, a, a small part of you is definitely that little kid who sat in a toy car and went vroom. Right. Yeah. Um, and you know, there's definitely a, a part of the six year old me who like played with toy soldiers or like played cops and robbers that's love and airsoft. And I think that's 
a good thing, right? Being in touch with, you know, your inner child and having a sense of play is very healthy psychologically. Yeah, I, I would certainly agree with that. And that's not going to change, you know, whether you're 14, 16, or 40, as I said. Like, I don't think my view of Airsoft and the things that I find fun about it today are going to change substantially in the next, like, four years or even 10 years, potentially. And they haven't really changed in the last 10 either, right? Yep, pretty much, you know. Yeah. Um, I uh, I feel like the uh, the LMG might be an addition in the sense of <laughs> LMG Gobert. Yeah, well, but like that's that's, uh, that's really related. Like it's not a significant change <laughs> for sure. Well, that's it for questions for this week. Uh, thanks everyone who submitted them. If you want to submit some more questions to us, you can feel free to do so either by email, you can do it on our YouTube comments, or you can do it in the Discord in one of our various channels, or you can DM us as well if you have any questions that you'd like us to answer specifically on air. We love hearing from folks. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, just want to end off by thanking you guys for tuning in as always. Yeah. This is a lot of fun for us. And knowing that there are people out there uh, listening to us gives it, Definite added value. <laughs> Absolutely. Thanks so much for listening, guys, and we'll catch you next week.